My name is Jonathan Gilmore. I'm going to be standing in place of uh, Miss Pussycat, whatever the hell Blue Ooh, calls herself now. You know, Blue's the Fiend Shaker has a new name every week, and he will be Blue's on in any moment. So, uh, but I'm going to hold strong until he gets there. Um, so, uh, what's up to the socialites? How y'all feeling? What's up, yo? <laughs> really? <laughs> well, you pussy. I'm gonna be Jonathan Gilmore today. What's up? <laughs> no, that was that was not a believable performance. We had <laughs> you we have had to give it time. Live from losing Isaiah. Hi. <laughs> she finally found him. She <laughs> <laughs> almost loses some shit. <laughs> so what's going on with y'all? You know, uh, Blues Pink usually starts by checking in. How y'all feeling? Good, good, good. Wonderful. Halloween is one of my favorite times of the year. Mm-hmm. And I'm just excited about it. I've never celebrated it before. For real? Mm-mm. Oh, do you believe that, you know, ghosts and goblins and shit? You all, why? I mean, my mother just sent, she just sent letters. Like, I've never gone trick-or-treating before. For I don't real? think I missed anything. Mm-mm. Oh, you missed a lot, baby. Free candy. <laughs> Oh, and going out with your friends and the Halloween parties, I, you know, but everyone's raised differently. So I applaud your mom for the way she raised you. There's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, I just think it's a, I just think it's a shame when kids are deprived of things that kids should enjoy growing up. You know what I'm saying? They have applaud to your mother, but you were deprived. I, I just want you to catch that. <laughs> I don't think I was. You, you was deprived. You said, I, I'm so sad for you. you were deprived. But we were, well, to, I mean, <laughs> I, I never <laughs> got to go trick-or-treating, but we were the house that everybody came on after they went trick-or-treating. So my mother would, like, cook and, you know, make the basement look spooky and stuff like that. But I never had the, the trick-or-treating. Oh, y'all would, like, hunt around the house for candy and stuff? Mm-mm. Like, we, we just didn't, like, I just never did that. So everybody would bring their bags and... Like my mother had candy and food and stuff like that, but we never went. I never went trick or treating. Oh, okay. Well, Cable, since you love Halloween, I'm gonna start this first question off real cool and real simple and easy. What was your favorite Halloween costume and what's your favorite candy? Um, my favorite Halloween candy is the one that everyone seemed to hate candy corn. Mm. Um, I fucking love candy corn. It's so good. It's so good. Me too. It's It's wax. No, it's made with honey, actually. Candy corn. Thank you. Tell the truth. It's so good. I ain't going to lie. When I first tasted candy corns, when I used to first get them, because they had the little pumpkin ones and they had the little regular ones, Mm. like, I thought they were wax. Like, as a kid, I thought it was just like, you know, some shit you play with. Like, I ain't know it was... (laughs) I like the regular little corn kernel one. I don't need all the special designs and shit. Just give me the regular yeah. one. Bro, all them shits is good. 
As a matter of fact, I found right. some um some um somebody gave them to me. They was um what's the red the red cake red velvet. Red velvet. They had some red velvet candy corns. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of red velvet, but yeah. oh, the inside was red velvet. It was what? like no, they was they looked like candy corns, but they was like a pinkish red color. Oh, okay, okay. Mm. All right, Cable. What was your favorite uh, costume? Oh, uh, my favorite costume was I was a prostitute. Um, mm. here for um a wedding, a wedding that was done Halloween style. We had to dress up for a wedding. And I went and I was a prostitute. I had on like fishnet stockings. I had this ugly dress and this shared looking wig. Well, with the girl from Adams, I don't know what it was, but I had fun because and people was beeping their horns at me. I was sticking my leg out in the it was crazy. But mm. that was my, yeah. That was a good one though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Christy. What was your favorite Halloween costume and your favorite Halloween candy? My favorite Halloween costume. I wore as of recently, which was Harley Quinn. That was like my most favorite costume because I could like really get into character and just like be really wild, like how Harley Quinn is. So that was like I had so much fun with that one. Um, but usually I'm always somebody scary, you know, my face falling half off or you know some crazy shit like that. I like scaring people. But um, favorite candy. I ain't really a candy person, but um, yeah, I, I go with candy corns if, as far as Halloween candy. I ain't mm. got no love for a Reese's peanut butter cup. That shit. Oh, oh I, I love, love a Reese's peanut butter cup. That shit, right? That shit, literally Kit turned on. Like. Kit Kats, oh my gosh. I don't like no goddamn Kit Kats. It's I love Kit Kats. Kit Kats and blow pops, like the, the uh, candy apples, blow pops, oh, or the sour know. apples. Kind of blow pops you like? I'm a Reese cop guy myself. Look at you, I'm um, being nasty. Asking what type of blow pop? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute! I just noticed that you had that fucking wig. <laughs> bang oh, bang! Like, what the fuck is going on? And I'm like looking like, what the hell is going on over there? <laughs> I started to dress up. I started to dress up today too. And I was like, I ain't want to look crazy. I'll be the only one on this bitch with a costume. It's like, what the fuck going on with her age? This oh. got Marla Gibbs sitting over here, so you would have been right on track. Miss K. Marla Gibbs. Miss K, what was your favorite costume? And what was your favorite costume? <laughs> 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 Raggedy Ann. Raggedy Ann. Uh-huh. Who was she? Aww. She was Raggedy I was Raggedy Ann. I was, yeah, I was never anything scary. Um, like my very, the only picture that I have of me as a kid in a costume is of back when they hit the plastic mask. I was Barbie. Them like, fucks used to itch like had all the plastic mask <laughs> costumes. Mm. They was itchy and they was hot as shit. <laughs> <laughs> And don't let the plastic crack, because then you had little scratches and shit all over you from fucking man. And that plastic all over your body, you tied in the back. You couldn't yeah. see. Wetting yeah, and hot. Yeah. 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 It's more involved than you thought. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was What? What is going on over there? Oh, I, like a I know. 
<laughs> it sound like the it sound like the the uh, dialect that they be talking about right before they grade door and shit. Here's your pizza. Right. Uh huh. <laughs> oh, you ordered extra sausage? Well, I'm sorry, I forgot. <laughs> Ooh, they got the, the plan in the background and everything. <laughs> I'm trying to say they had a plan. <laughs> they got the plan in the background. They turned into a horror movie. Right. <laughs> All right, Nate. But while he's getting his sausage. I never, I never dressed up. That's right, you didn't um, do anything. You didn't but I, uh, the can I always love Reese cups. Uh, I, I'll eat Reese cups every day. But that was my favorite candy to get. I will always trade all my candy for the Reese cups. And uh, um, the um, when they started doing like the flavored uh, Skittles, jelly beans, like whenever I would get those, those were like. Man. You know what I absolutely fucking hate as a candy? Tootsie rolls. Yes. This I like the flavored like one. Fucking earwax. I, 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 the flavor I, I, one. This shit looks like a roll of fucking earwax. I can that shit. I it just yeah. I don't, I don't eat know. the I, I don't eat the chocolate ones. I don't eat the chocolate ones. You know but what I, I do like? Ones. I like the tootsie pops. So I do like now the tootsie pops. I can eat the outside, but when it start getting down to where the tootsie roll at, I gotta throw that shit away. That should make me gay. One, two, <laughs> three. <laughs> Uh, three. Uh, three. Uh, I hate them fuckers. They nasty. Yeah, I only like the flavor uh, Tootsie Rolls. I don't like the the chocolate right. ones. Even those got an aftertaste to them. They good when you first start eating them, and then at the end, it just start tasting like wax. Fucking <laughs> wax. <laughs> Y'all talk about Tootsie. Yeah, Tootsie yeah, Rolls. Rolls. I don't eat those. They nasty. I remember the damn song though. Remember the commercial and they still be like whatever it is you think you see. Becomes a tootsie roll to me. It was very pedophilic. <laughs> that, 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 I didn't like Rory that commercial at all. Calvin got a job, though. Who? All right, y'all. Calvin, so let's move into this. Who? Calvin got a job. Go ahead, Pearl. Uh, he did get a job, finally. <laughs> Pearl sitting in the window. And he got fired from working with uh with uh, <laughs> Lester <laughs> Ames. <laughs> He even went and put pearls, pearls on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 He's gonna come back in a little uh in a moo-moo in a minute. <laughs> uh-huh. And have a tight ass mushroom. Like his bangs oh, will be even Nate, tighter. Nate, <laughs> Nate made the he put it together. This should look like I'm a damn cutting tie. <laughs> <laughs> The golden curtain. What's the next question? The next correct. Somebody said the next question is. <laughs> uh-huh. so we're gonna start with Cable's question. Uh, we're gonna get deep here. Oh, we get and, deep. Um, oh shit! Let how would you it. imagine <laughs> black civilization today if slavery never happened? Oh, this. So, you know, if, if slavery never happened oh, at shit. all, <laughs> what do you think? He didn't came up out his clothes. Mm. You have to see how he snatched the wig off, though. <laughs> I, I he snatched it from the back. He snatched it off from the back. <laughs> uh, but if slavery had never happened, how how would you imagine, essentially, what would we be like in Africa today? Uh, well, one, well, well, that's a loaded question for me because it's like, one, we ain't all come over this bitch on those ships from Africa, but Mm-hmm. But that's not the question. Was what do you think black people would be? What do you think black civilization would be today if slavery never happened? 
I think we'd be better, you know, better prepared if nothing else. I mean, you figured like look at look at some of the things that they have destroyed that we did make after slavery. So you figure if you know slavery never happened, you know, we wouldn't have some of the, you know, um emotional scars that we have and mm-hmm. you know the traumas and stuff that, you know, that's been passed down through generations and you know just the fear in general. So I mean, I think we could just be more you know, in touch with ourselves enough to, you know, be super successful. Because even, like I said, even with slavery, like we, we've still, you know, done some things that are like considered amazing. I think uh, Africa would be the official powerhouse if it never happened. Like Africa would be the United States or China if that, if it didn't happen. Because all of the advancement would be out of Africa and not out of the United States. Right. Yeah. I, don't know, I think it's hard for me to, to kind of answer this one just because a lot of the things that we invented came from necessity and it wouldn't have been necessary, necessarily necessity had we not have come here. In the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a cotton picker. But, and there are a lot of things that we have done as Black Americans. I'm very much pro-Black Americans. I think that we do not love on ourselves enough. I think mm-hmm. that we are very, there's an inferiority pro- um, complex within the Black community of Black Americans amongst Caribbeans and Africans where we kind of feel like we're somewhere beneath them for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we're I'm not, not as authentic. We're not uh, right, but it is we're not authentic or we're not whatever that bullshit is. Black is black is how I feel, and I, I'm very proud of what we've done. But I think that we can only look at this through a very dreamlike lens, though, because you know, at the same breath, Europe was conquering Africa from the north and they were making their way over, and then they mm-hmm. came over ramp. If Europe had never touched Africa at all, if we're talking like never even came that far to the one of the biggest land masses on earth. I don't know what we would be because what we have become is is basically the sum of our experiences. Um, That's why I was very proud of the new Smithsonian Museum um, because that was the first time where something was dedicated to African-Americans and not, you know, across the the world, black uh, individuals. It, It really just, it summed up in a way it summed up, like our existence and it gave, it should have given many of us that have actually gone to see it kind of a pride in who we are. Like we have accomplished all of this stuff, even if it was out of necessity, even if it was due to slavery, we still accomplished all of this. Like I I love art, science, literature, whatever we, we Mm kind of have. Yep. We have set the trend for the entire world. Black Americans. Yeah. (laughs) That means if you have not gone to that museum, take at least one trip there and, and you'll get a, a awesome kind of cross section of oh, who yeah. we've been yeah. to this country and for the rest of the world. Yeah. Okay, well, I think it was a great question. Though. It, it, what, was there anything that made you kind of come up with the question or anything? Oh, that me, you? Friend of mine was hanging today and um, topic was bought up and i was like "Ooh, that would be an interesting question and that's where it came from this to try to get the pick to see what we thought you know what other black people thought where we would be 
I don't know. I just wanted to hear everybody's opinions. And actually, everybody kind of dug into my thoughts of it. Um, I even thought maybe blacks would have been like like it is um, a part of Africa where blacks are actually slave owners of white people. <laughs> they got white slaves. So, I mean, well, I mean, we we I mean, that's that has happened before. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. where you know, where we I mean, because you got to remember, we still had empires and stuff that was that was our empire. Like a lot of people don't know that the United States was the Moorish Empire. You know what I mean? And so if if you don't really dig deep into the history of what what's really going on, like I mean, this the whole Americas was was melanated black people. Right. That you know, that that was running it from this side and the other side. You know what I mean? Like we were a powerhouse at one point in time. But then you gotta look at the the corruption that fell, you know, like we fell from within. You know what I mean? Mm. You know, like you know, just just treating each other. I mean, yeah, it was black slave owners um back then. So yeah, yeah you had black slave, like, you had black slave well, owners that owned black slaves. slaves. You had black slave owners that owned white and slaves. Actually, the, the term slave came from We didn't have weapons of mass destruction. White people had that, and they came over here and stole our concept with their weapons, and then slavery happened. Which is why they also had black people that were slave owners still at that time. Because they were selling slaves to the white people as well. So, yeah, I mean, slaves was just yeah. pretty much a status thing. Like, if you had yeah. servants, you know, like you was at a certain status, mm-hmm. you know, to have servants. You know, mm-hmm. you had a certain amount of money to be able to be able to take care of those servants. You know what I mean? So it was more of a status thing than anything. Like now, once the Atlantic slave trade happened, now it was a whole different type of slavery. You know, like, you know, like when we were slave owners and stuff, we still continued to let them practice whatever they was practicing. You know, with us, it was pretty not much only, like, you know, not you only know. that, we were still considered, people were still considered human. Exactly. The Atlantic slave trade completely dehumanized a whole group of people. And I, I mean, I don't know, I think for me, it, it slavery is such one of those things where you really got to, uh, you have to take into effect that literally we were turned into capital. It mm-hmm. bothers me to no deal when you hear white people say, oh, well, where are the slave ships now? All of those old ships that you see docked, those were slave ships. Yeah. There was no ship that said this. Well, is because they were cargo ship. ships. It was it wasn't like, you know, they were we was considered cargo. See, the thing is that that's what's not understood. I don't think that a lot of people generation of anyone who is around now still gets the fact that we were not human and i think it's hard for us right it was legally not human it was i mean i mean but it's still but it's still that way now yeah i mean we could talk about how definitely how how now it still has those shadows of it and everything but i mean literally Mm. Where you are not considered human, right? Mm. That it hurts. It hurts when they like white people now. Even the ones that are considered allies, they don't see the severity in us in that in that title of us being three fifths of a you know uh, of a human being or being considered property on a on an itemized list. When you go back, we can't search 
you know, the the birth certificates, we search like the property records, and that's where our human, our family members and ancestors are. Yeah, well, I mean, then you gotta realize birth certificates didn't come into play until uh, later on. I'm just saying this. I mean, you, know, you can still trace white people's family right. houses in. What did they own? Right. Oh, the, the the how many sheets did they have? How many right. did they own? How many pillows? That's where our family history is. They had four hey, acres of tobacco, five yeah. niggas, yeah, and twenty oxen. Right, right. <laughs> like we had a money value on us in a trading. We were almost like the Kari shells in in terms of what's traded and such, but. Relatively, you know, in the sense of the world, in the sense of this country, we are dealing with things, the aftermath of things that did not end that long ago. Yeah. I mean. And then shit hasn't ended. So, well, I mean, I'm talking about the actual system of what what we have learned as slavery. I mean, of course, we definitely have some things that have completely carried on. Right. But the legal practice of and not the hidden. This is the outward practice of owning slaves. Is mm. uh, we are not that far removed from it. That's you know, the, I think, think about it. Nineteen sixty-five, when my mother was born, that was a hundred mm-hmm. years from the actual emancipation. So one of the harshest nothing. realities for me was realizing, like, I grew up with my great grandmother, and she was born five years before uh, Harriet Tubman died. Like when I, I remember the day in class when I was doing a report and my teacher pointed that out, like that, that became, that's when slavery became real to me in elementary oh. school. Like you don't, we don't realize how close we are in proximity. Like I touched this woman who, who grandparents were slaves, who parents were coming out of slavery. Like I didn't, I hadn't up until that point, I didn't realize how close I was to our history. Like, I right. slept in the bed with our history growing up. Mm. Yeah, I think for me it was when I went to Tallboro, North Carolina, where my grandfather grew up. He grew up on a sharecropping farm picking tobacco. Mm-hmm. He started when he was eight years old, and he mm. dropped out of school that next year to literally take care of his family completely. And he took care of his family pretty much wholly from from eight years old until the time he died at sixty seven, and um, he died of lung cancer and prolonged. Uh, tobacco exposure is what they called mm-hmm. it. His hands were yellowed from the tobacco. Mm-hmm. And if you could see where he grew up, this little shack that was lined in newspaper, I was sitting there like, this shit looked like slick. You know, it was a so shock to down me. any minute. <laughs> and it did. When yeah. when when Tallboro flooded from the Tar River, it did get washed away. Now, I'm sitting there like, now how long was this damn thing up before? <laughs> right. But, um, but the, the fact that he lived through that and that was in the 30s, you know, into the 40s, into the 50s when he finally moved to Baltimore. But um, he he picked all day and made shit. <laughs> he made nothing. Yeah. And he was functionally illiterate. He is one of my biggest heroes because I did not know until he passed that he could not read. And all yeah. that he had done, all the money and the, the shit that he had worked with, it was just an absolutely amazing thing to me. And, you know, my aunts on my mother's side who were, um, my mother's side is very educated, very, you know, they came from that same type of system, but they definitely moved on. But they, you know, they would talk about him like shit. And I remember asking my grandmother, like, how did you put up with it? Because she was like, fuck him. 
But um, <laughs> this this cat was it though. Like I just don't I don't know if I could do the same. I know it's ended it, and I try to tap into that, but the fact that he was able to manage all of those traps is just amazing to me. Yeah, they were, it was it's amazing just what we've come from and and what we've you know been able to accomplish because even you know even I, I i sometimes trace the the spiritual side of our history and realizing you know it was only a few people in communities that could read and and being able to read at that moment meant a lot to the people who did uh have that ability like they were reading on a collegiate level because that's what the bible is written on uh, somewhat of a well on a collegiate level, but just our ability to be able to read and how we 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 dismiss education now versus then when it was like illegal for us to even learn how to read, but we had to figure out how to still communicate with these people. Just the mind games that were played with our ancestors up until this day. You know, we're we're allowed to learn something, but you better not get any further than I am. Like. Still, we, we're still going through those things. And it's it's just amazing how many of us are still pissing on our history. Like, just still not even realizing what we have and what we still have to give and our responsibility to kind of upholding it. But maybe one day everybody will get it. <sighs> everyone said any, everything they wanted to say on this issue or we can move on? Oh, All right, we're going, we're going to keep it up with uh, another one of Cable's questions um, that I guess ties into this is, do you think all Caucasians um, have some kind of racism in them? All. Yes. Every they, they are inherently racist. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Every last one. Because the system that, that we are both brought up in, like, it, it teaches, it indoctrinates you into you know, the the way of thinking that they would like you to have. And so for them, it's always been, you know, we were superior. We, you know, we were the rulers. We were the heroes. We, I mean, you got to figure, even down to the shit you see on TV. You know what I'm saying? I mean, hell, look how long it took for us to get a just a, a black, a respectable black family on TV. You know what I mean? Like you really didn't have black shows and stuff. So most of the stuff that was on TV was, you know, white heroes, white families, mm-hmm. You know, and and so they've been fed that, you know, they've been fed it, you know, just like we've been, you know, fed the same shit. But the the way we receive it is like, damn, white people got everything, Mm -hmm. you know, they they got this big house or like, you know, the only representation we had was like good times and, you know, you know, shit like that. I mean, then later on, it became, you know, became more, you know, we were successful. Huh? on George and Weezy. Oh, Georgia no. Weezy hey, did that damn thing. Georgia Weezy. I think they was the first success story. <laughs> yeah, they was the first success story. Mm. But shit, you figure, you know, after that, I don't know. Let me see. What? The Cosby show was after that? As far as like, you know, a, a, a black family that was thriving with, you know, the kids and, you know, all of that. Mm-hmm. You know, so you really didn't see a lot of um, images that, you know, lifted, you know, our people up. You know what I'm saying? Whereas they they see it all the time. Sure. I used to just wonder why. Oh, hold my... on, before we before we move on, I want to shout out Nisha and Brianna. They definitely said hello to everybody. Hey y'all! <laughs> we definitely I just... have people joining in, so please comment. <clears throat> and we'll keep it moving. 
I, I just used to wonder why, like, my great aunts and grandmother and, and all of them were so angry. Like, to this day, they that's how they refer to white people as crackers. Like, they still have that intense feeling and emotion. And it, it, it wasn't until I became an adult or really until I got to high school and I was predominantly around all white people that I understood just that level of anger and resentment that they have because we still don't. And I, and even the ones who are our allies, I believe they have it in them. Like there is, it's in them. They, do. they don't even recognize it, and they get offended when we tell them that they have it, or we we equate and make a general statement about racism. They get very angry because they know, they know it's in them. That's why they try so hard to kind of, you know, give us and and help us and support us because they know deep down inside it's still an element of that. Uh, uh, racism that's, that's why mm-hmm. the name Karen eats at them. That's why it really it's mm-hmm. like a dagger at them when they hear it. They really those those white women really get upset. Really, mm-hmm. they, they and I be like, oh baby, that's nowhere close. That's somewhere. That's a pinch off what black people feel. But I'm glad you feel something because you yeah. should feel because that's the whole point mm-hmm. to showcase your your hint of racism that you don't want to expose or don't want to accept or acknowledge girl so right. I'm, i and I believe all of them do i don't believe all of them have that negative heart like you said someone don't even know that they have it. i mean what it's a line that someone always told me you know something or best you know better left what's, what's the, what's the left <laughs> yeah you know like i don't some things you know i don't want to know about myself that may be true that that's good for me you know I mean, the, the, the truth hurts. bliss that's that's ignorance is bliss and right. and so they're not bad people, but I believe it's, it's there. But do you think it's racism and not just ignorance? Because there are things about the black culture that you would not know unless you were raised in in either black community or black household, like point period. Mm-hmm. And them maybe out of ignorance is not necessarily racism it's just plain flat out ignorance they they not know any better like you don't know what you don't know that's the kind of a double thing where don't want to make racism uh, an acceptable word but i think that race racist indoctrination is real mm-hmm. that white privilege is real Right. And there's a certain privilege where they don't have to understand black culture, but we must learn white culture to survive. Right. And that right. everyone has kind of we of all white people, black people, everyone in this country and anyone under, you know, a Euro rule has had to live under a white supremacist system. See, yeah. this is why I said that I'm not to cut you off, but this is why I said that people need to start observing the positive things that has happened during Corona that Corona has brought to people's lives because I had a doctor who was working on me and she told me she didn't realize the stuff that black people was going through until she had a moment to be able to sit home and watch TV. It's a lot of people that don't know because they shield them from that because white people own media. So they know what they can control and what they control is what white people see constantly every day is perception. Exactly. And, and so, but if it took you, if it took you watching the news or a string of binge watching TV to realize how bad black people have it, and she works in 
community outreach. That's a doctor. So she's dealing with the community every day. That's and you still don't day. see it. Right. You don't see it. That's, that, that that's a choice racism. that you're making. That's a that's a sad. No, I, I think I think that they get to. I mean, you gotta remember they have they have been always <clears throat> their emotions and everything has always been protected. Mm-hmm. So you and know, validated. they're not exposed to like he said. He's not. I mean, yeah, she might be a doctor, but and she might see a patient come in. But I mean, think about it. How much time does a doctor really spend with their patients in a hospital setting? You know what I mean? You had the nurses coming in there, give you your medicine. It's always a different person for each thing. The only mm-hmm. time the doctor really coming in is to give you an assessment of what they didn't discover, for the most part. But now, you know, even so, again, that that right there though is going off the kind of what Nate is trying to say. I think is that that's still an excuse for the fact that you kind of decided to turn a blind eye. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think this is a blind eye. I think I think you just get caught up in your, doctor, your process. I just you have to go through quite a bit of training. You don't just you you run into black people, and there's nobody in this country that has run into no black people. Right, and so it is. I, I think that it is. It is. I think, it, well, I ain't gonna say it's, it's a put, subconscious I choice. I don't think sometimes it's where we I, say, "Oh, I'm not gonna look at this." It's just subconsciously I don't have to live with this or deal with it. Mm-hmm. So I'm but not even, going to. But even if you spent your life in a little town with twelve people in it. We are still human beings, so how you want to be treated is how you then should treat other people. But you got to look at the narrative that's been fed to them mm-hmm. when you turn on the damn news, and and the only people that's shooting or doing the shooting or getting shot is black people. So if you haven't been exposed or been around black people, you're going to automatically assume that all black people steal and rob and shoot and kill each other. And that's, that's what you're going to assume that's a prejudice that I had to myself understand about the people around me because I knew crackheads or I didn't think everybody was a crackhead is is an insensitivity because I'm going to school with young white people who have racist traits you you give them allowances because you understand that it's their parents that are making them that way and growing them and grooming them to be that way but at some point you know what you're doing is ignorant disrespectful and racist so that excuse that a lot of white people say well i never i didn't have black friends but you are a human you know at, at any other cause we're still human but if you, know, you have been taught, if you've been taught to, to also also what you and nate are arguing right now is the difference between racism and mm-hmm. prejudice prejudice uh-huh racism bigotry and <clears throat> prejudices are all they're very different things they all work mm-hmm. together but See, they're, but they're slightly different, different. And mm-hmm. they 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 encounter differently. Racism yeah. is a pure hate. Yeah. yeah, racism is a choice. Racism is pure hate. That's right. this pure. It's no other way to put. That's pure. Well, hate. You know, under the system of racism, how many races are there? Honestly, mm-hmm. the whole everybody. No, race in race. racism there are two races. There's black, and there's white, and that's it. If that's you are true. not white, then you are black. <laughs> And yes, racism sir. works off of that theory that it, that you are now beneath. This was a system that was completely created to subjugate a whole group of people that are not white. Now, bigotry and prejudice that you know that that pops up in any ethnicity, but when it comes to race, there are only two. That is why black people cannot exist because black people are not in that power to hold that. Well, I mean. If you want to say race, I mean, ain't but one race, and that's human race. 
If you want to that's be scientific, we're talking sociology sociologically yeah. when they speak of race. Of but course, but race is race was created. Yeah, and there it is. That's what it is. Race was race created. was created, you know what I mean? Because it, there was, like I said, it was just a human race. So then when when you had um I forget the scientist's name when he started breaking down the genetics of supposedly black people came from monkeys and all of that shit, the, the narrative that was put out there was racist in itself. Is that um someone said Darwin? Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly who it was. And so he created this this book to basically break down the you know the so-called makeup of, of the different races and this, that, and the other. But his shit was totally distorted. He was working you on because the system he wrote of it to, to make it superior. like the white people were superior to anybody else. Oh well, um, you know, uh, black people can't be superior to us because um, they got a monkey brain or they part monkey or yeah. you know whatever. Yeah. And then you put it out there, and then you took it as fact. They they made it like it was fact, and then you got these people that's actually reading this shit, believing that you know this is true. But that's yeah. that's too you know that's by design too. Oh, you know what I mean? Oh. So everything that's been put into play has been put there to keep us exactly where they want us to be. But when you, you realize who the fuck you really are, they can't keep you in that space. Yeah. Like some of the arguments that we have and you know, talking about, you know, blackness and other they ain't they ain't had no ancient black Egyptians. There weren't no such thing as the word black. Black didn't even come into the fucking uh language until later on. So they couldn't have been black. You know, what were they called? So right. when we really dig into the real history of who you really are, and and you you will realize that they can't, you know, but, keep you in that space. Right there, real quick, because I think that we always talk about the Egyptians, and I think that is one of the bigger things of white supremacy because they were not the only country in Africa that was popping. No, they weren't, but I'm just using that no, as I'm just, No, I'm just saying, but I just want to kind of let that know as my PSA before we move on was that, please, everyone, go look up, because I think that myself included at one time and a lot of Black revolutionaries and everything, we always talk of Egypt, and Egypt was just one of the countries that was fucking right. going there. Yeah, exactly. Um, but moving on <laughs> to something a little bit lighter, eating ass, overrated trend, or just an accepted <laughs> practice? Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait. We don't want to black revel transition. We look, we gotta what, work it, on it, your it, transition. Seven forty-seven. We you got just to bust you in the head, back of the head with a yeah, problem hammer. That shit, ping. I'm, like, I'm, no. I'm, I'm gonna send you some pointers for transitioning. No, but we ain't got the time for it, baby. We got eating ass. Is it a trend or is it overrated? <laughs> Critical. Critical. You said it's critical. What's critical. up, Tula? We see you speaking in the chat. Critical. Wait, tell the people. Okay. My God. <laughs> I, I just I have to get my I, I have you know history and black culture on my mind, and now I gotta put this on my tongue. <laughs> um, Come on now. You done put enough black culture on that tongue. Come on, talk about it. Ah, you put more <laughs> than black culture on that tongue. First of all. <laughs> What goes on my tongue is my business. <laughs> it was something black on that tongue, but, I, but it wasn't but the I, culture, honey. <laughs> but I will say, uh, <laughs> it's not, uh, <laughs> Mm -mm. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. 
Well, that ain't it, sir. Uh, that ain't transition. You, you, you went from you went from zero to a hundred. <laughs> yes, <laughs> a thousand. Fuck a hundred. But yo, look, not collect hundred two hundred dollars. When you fucking with the kid, you gonna get a quick transition. We done did black oh. people shit. Now we talking about eating ass. Miss K, you oh, sell God. products. <laughs> what do you recommend? Well, for backdoor special kisses, I recommend Good Head. It comes in many, many flavors. One of which is green apple. It's delicious. Yeah. Well, you said to me myself personally, I like mine with jelly. <laughs> Y'all is see that, that shit? Is that jelly or booty jam? Booty warrior shit. Me myself personally, I like mine with jelly. That is funny as shit. <laughs> is it overrated or overlooked? Or wait, what was the question? The actual question. Overrated trend or accepted practice? You know, as time moves on, there are certain things that are now accepted. Like before, you wouldn't get a woman yeah. that would just say like, "I suck dick." But now yeah, that's like, true. That's they true. But, but, but you have to say whether it's publicly accepted or not, because people have been doing that for years. People have been wanting it. Publicly accepted. Do you eat ass in public or no? Well, that wasn't the question. You said was it First of all, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this motherfucker down at the harbor going in. Right. <laughs> like, that shit ain't normal. <laughs> <laughs> that shit ain't. That ain't. Uh-oh. That ain't normal. <laughs> we see that every day. niggas go to Bubba Gump? Some niggas. Right. It's like catching dogs fucking. No. You don't see that shit all the time, but you know what happens. <laughs> I just know it's been something that's been privately accepted. Very long time. Depends on who you talk to. Like I think it depends on the demographic. Like there are some who are not never listen to me. Then you have those who are open to it, don't mind, they know the rules and the regulations surrounding it. And then you have those who really aren't sure and don't have anybody to explore it with. Mm. Um so mm. Been in situations where you know you can catch a motherfucker off guard, and where they thought they might have punched you in the face. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> they don't. If anything, they put them legs back further. Oh. Oh. <laughs> well, well, Miss K, since you are a leading kind of a sex guide here, how would you uh, open up that conversation to someone about getting assy? I'm a different kind of bird. Like I feel like that's a conversation. Once it's once sex is even an issue on the table, I feel like the whole conversation should open up for communication. Like what's a hard no and what's a maybe you can explore. You know what I mean? Like, all yeah, of that <laughs> pickles, 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 pickles. <laughs> like I know when I was like 20. And this chick went to go lick my toe. I thought that was real weird. I was like, "Ugh, what's going?" But now, like, you you get my big toe. I don't know. I guess my big toe is like a straight shot to my balls, and it just makes everything go like. But it was it was it was real cool. But at twenty, I was like, "No, nah, don't don't do that. Don't lick my toes. It's weird." But now I love it. Really? <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't say it again. 
was it really weird for you at that time or did you think it should be considered weird because it's a lot no, of it, stuff. it, it was, it was just kind of, yeah and i do agree with what you're saying i just it it felt weird because she was licking my toes and it was just like tongue on my feet and i kept thinking about where my feet have been and i just it was it was freaking me out yeah i feel like when you step into the bedroom everything should be clean enough for you to do for for the exploring to to happen mm-hmm. now when it comes to anal play, you know what I mean? You got to make sure that, like, you don't want to be licking nobody's ass and y'all have been out walking all that same day and sweating and <laughs> climbing rocks and shit, and then you want to come and eat yeah. ass. Like, you nah, ask you want to get you nice little doggy bag. Right, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you smelling like roasted meat around your ass crack, like. Well, Taco Bell get you know to you get this shit. Putting ass. <laughs> you know, you don't want to end up you know, you try to go to that, you know, area and it is putting ass going on. Like <laughs> hey, Karen, cilantro and taco meat. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> That's just my like potted meat back that bitch mixed with shit residue. Like, nah. Well, as we talk about clean cleanliness and sex and everything, there was an interesting conversation that came up. How you like this transition? Is this better for you? Yes. Look, I had to get off that deep ass shit. But here's a good one. Um, how often do y'all wash y'all sheets? They have found out that the majority of Americans wash their sheets once a year. That's well, a nasty know. motherfucker that wash their sheets <laughs> once a <laughs> fucking this year. Why, this is why I don't believe in polls because the nasty you went to some nasty <laughs> bitches and took that poll. You sex. went to wash their lips I was about to say thank you, Karen. There were a lot of people who say they don't wash their legs. I mean, there are some people who. I do not wash your fucking legs. It's people out there. I'm really not sure. First of all, if you're washing in the shower, that ass juice that you're washing off is going to run down your fucking legs. So you need to wash that shit from top to bottom. (laughs) And make sure no residue left on your ass. That order. (laughs) I love a girl who is proud to tell people that she does not shower daily. Who said it? A girl who I work with. She will tell anybody it's not my shower day. So, okay, now you may not shower daily, but you better be putting some water on your important parts. Like I say, the sign of the cross. You wash your face, your armpits, and your fucking crotch and your ass. Now, if that should be getting water at least every day. Yeah. So even if you don't take a shower and you skip a shower, you better be washing the main fucking parts if you ain't taking a shower every day. Because if Brianna you don't, you fucking crunchy. Is, uh, and you Brianna nasty. said that she is not licking toes ever. I, Brianna, you toe. lick toe. I wouldn't lick a toe, but I'm not a fan. I'm, I, I've had my toes sucked. And <laughs> it's not my favorite. But if you have nice even, feet, you don't mind it, but... I mean, I got nice feet, but I, I seen don't, some of these. I, don't, well, uh, I done had a stranger suck my fucking feet in a bar. That wasn't it. It, I, it wasn't welcome, but motherfucker spilled some <laughs> goddamn. He spilled a drink I mean, on my foot, and the and the motherfucker sucked the shit off. Oh, yeah, that was that was quite interesting. That was, I think, that was a nice apology, though. That was a nice apology. Yeah, but I'm not a fan of my fucking toe. I don't like my feet to be wet. Like, like you know, like if I ain't washing the motherfuckers, <laughs> if I ain't washing them or in a pool or you know the tub or some shit, I don't want my fucking feet just wet just because. Like that's nasty. 
Brianna said that she stopped kissing her children's feet once they started walking in shoes. <laughs> well, Brianna, you had a uh, Brianna that had a bad toe incident, so she uh huh. Right and pulled back some toe jam and shit. Right. He took that. He must have took that sock off and that uh-huh. and got one of them sock crumbs. One of them sock. I'll leave my sister alone. <laughs> you know we Sorry about that, Brianna. You know we all had a bad. But I, you know, I mean, shit. It, it's it's preparation that go into that type of shit. Eat ass, <laughs> all of that. I don't. I don't. Me personally, I've had it done to me. But it's not one of my favorite things. You know what I mean? Like have it's you, okay, have but you licked the split before? Yes, I have. Shit. Uh-uh, that be uh-uh. a fucking lie. I mean, shit. Well, I'd have been in long-term relationships. You got to bring out all the motherfucking, you know what I'm saying? I'd have been with motherfuckers for 11 years. Yes, eating dead. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't saying like I just aim to eat your ass. I'm just saying if we on some freaky <laughs> shit that particular day, you know what I'm saying? Hey, you might, you know what I'm saying, motherfucking. Yeah. Tongue might slip. I mean, shit, like, you can't eat pussy without eating that a little bit of ass. You know what I'm saying? If you're doing it right. I think I've learned too much. Uh, hey, wipe it from the back say. to the front. Don't wipe to the back to the front, because that's the way. Tula said, uh, Tula said her mother would come back from the grave and fuck her up. If now, I don't know if that's about the dirty sheets or if it's about eating dirty ass, but she, her mother... Either way, it's a bad situation. If you ain't changed your sheet in a year, that's some nasty shit. Because my thing is, you you so if you mean to tell me you ain't fucked in a year or you wash your ass every time you got in the fucking bed, because your sheets is nasty. Them sheets is a Petri dish of shit. They crunchy. They crunchy. You going there with a goddamn blue light, it's going to be some shit on them sheets. It's going to look like mm. abstract art on that motherfucker. Oh my God! Brianna says I just don't like feet. Feet is her. I'm with you. It's hard to come across men that got nice feet because I've seen some fucked up feet. Not feet. feet. I I ain't gonna lie. I got some nice feet. I keep my feet up. Yeah, you got them little baby toes and shit. Like his, he's got the little dick. Well, that's a, I, and I have that habit because my mother used to take me when she would get her pedicure, she would get me one. So that's what got me into the oh, so cycle you, from a variety. Oh, so bougie, bougie. I mean, it I was just, I mean, pedicure. your parents, your parents developed the habits in you. So I would go and get a pedicure, like, because she always took me. So I do that shit at home, So you got them supple ass feet. <laughs> This feet supple. You got them newborn feet. The newborn feet. The newborn feet. <laughs> It's still you have to can't walk barefoot. He might fucking die. Them fucking feet too soft. You better hope we ain't got to do no hiking or no shit because you're going to be ass out. Your feet going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brianna you know, you she make them feet too soft. Your feet will be fucked weekly. up. Mm-hmm. I'm with you, Brie. <laughs> what would she say? She said she washes her sheets once weekly. Yes. And Tula said that... uh that was about washing sheets. Her mother don't care if she eat ass. <laughs> <laughs> as long as she came <laughs> 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 but you better have them damn sheets clean. Get a shout out to mom, goddammit. <laughs> Raise All up right, y'all. Moving on. How in the way they should go. To another topic. <laughs> you ready for this one? I don't think I am because you just bang. We, <laughs> we don't know what we about to get hit with. Right. He, might, he about to ask us about how to end world hunger and shit. Right. After we've been talking about eating ass. <laughs> what would you do to save the planet? Nigga, get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. The fuck we just finished fucking building pyramids and all types of shit, and here you come talking about world hunger and shit. Fuck out of here. I guess if you eat ass, then you won't be hungry. 
You well, right. Well, you, I hope you will be hungry because if you're getting full off of that shit, there's some shit coming out of here that you They put up oh. the today. Right. You eating booty oh. frosties and shit. Like, nah. <laughs> All right, so last week, I know uh, y'all were talking a lot about online dating. I kind of came in, um, I was a little tipsy, talking about my experience with uh, online dating. Mm -hmm. This this past week, there have been a lot of stories. Blue put a story in the group chat about somebody on, how do you say it now? How does he spell it? D-R-N-D-R. Grinder. Grinder. Okay, somebody on Grinder. Uh, he was he's 17 years old. He killed two people or three people. Um, there was also somebody on Plenty of Fish who was luring women to his apartment and he was murdering them, chopping them up, and then he would eat them. There was a man that was in Indiana who was bringing in people, bringing in men from a site, and he was he ate this guy's nuts, and the guy was able to eventually get free. He did die because he bled out, but I mean, there seems to be a lot of this shit going on on these dating apps where you have some really psychotic people doing some shit. First of all, uh, <laughs> I, I don't agree with no fucking dating apps anyway because you can tell me that you any goddamn body. Like, yeah. on the internet, you can be whoever you want to be. If I want to log on and make me an account, yeah. I can go on as a, 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 a blonde white guy. You know what I mean? And nobody would know the fucking difference unless they just happen to come across this picture and say, oh, this is somebody I know, or, you know, I saw this in an ad or whatever. Like, you wouldn't fucking know. So, But, but because of corona, the dating apps have seen record numbers. There I don't want to date nobody that bad. Stuff. But I think that it also speaks to the fact that people are lonely. And so... <laughs> and get the fuck out and, 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 like... No, but I'm not talking about that type of lonely. I'm talking about that, that deeper level lonely, and people do dumb shit when they're lonely. Like, you, you will... You, you will... Oh, yeah. <laughs> you will... I mean, even before dating apps, you would fuck the wrong person just because you was lonely. <laughs> yeah, that, the rule is, if somebody calls you at 12, it's a booty call. If they call you after 2, you're their last resort. So I, I just think, God, you know, damn, damn. motherfuckers making calls that late. <laughs> you know, but you should have just jerked off and gone to sleep. Shit. Yeah, at that <laughs> point, you know what I'm saying? You're pretty fucking desperate. You calling somebody at two o'clock in the morning tomorrow. What you doing? But it's just, I think it, though, like apps breed psychotic behavior. And I like, the especially the one that you named Plenty of Fish. I know plenty of my, specifically my uh, female friends that have joined Plenty of Fish and have gotten crazies. I'm not saying they don't exist on other ones, but that one in particular. And I, I agree with you. It seems like Plenty just, of Fish is, is, is a big mission. Yeah. I met my on an app. We've been together for three years. I met my guy on Plenty of Fish. Oh, shit, my pot's still on. Um, I met him on Plenty of Fish. You want to know what you're cooking, the- though, because I swear, it, 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 I've been seeing all type of magic going in that pot. Right. Yeah, hey, I'm cooking my damn self. <laughs> I'm over here. Yeah. Um, Coming over. <laughs> for three years, and I met him on the day that I decided that I had had enough because of the type of individuals that I was meeting. Mm-hmm. On, like, and I wasn't meeting them face to face because of the safety issue. I felt like meeting people online 
it was a last resort for me yeah. because like out here in the street, dudes my age were disrespectful. Mm. Dudes in the church were whores. Yeah. The same say, as the guys on the street. <laughs> church dudes is whole whores. Um and yeah. I just wanna uh, to to have to deal with what I was getting in the street. Hey, shorty, what's your name? Da, da, da. Oh, my God, you fat as fuck. Let me take you out to get something to eat. Let me make you something to eat. You be my something to eat. Like, it's it's too much. They're going to Alfredo and crab leg you to death. <laughs> <laughs> That's sexy. That's a sexy meal. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would talk to the guys through the app for a long time. Nobody had my home phone number. Um. Yeah, and the, the guy who I'm with, like, we talked through the app for a while. Once I felt like I had a, a good handle on who he was, because I'm I'm a super squirrel, um, super spy private eye. I'm going to look your ass up. Carolyn K. Search. Right. Mm. You don't know? Should I know people that but work that's in But if they're giving you their real name. You know, a lot of people out here, they got to, that's why I don't play the nickname game. What, do you, had, what did your mama name you? Right. Guy who lied to me about his name. Like, yeah. I found out who he was, but I found out who he was through Facebook. Was he married? Like, uh, I want to say he was recently divorced, but mm. anyway, um, you know, I, like I said, I did my due diligence, and when I found out and confronted him, he got an attitude. I've had a dude demand my time. Like, it's all kinds of... Yeah. It doesn't matter what you put in your profile. If you put a serious profile up, you're not in pictures showing your drawers. Like these dudes are crazy out here. Well, it's, it's it's because most people look at those apps as sex sites, and when mm-hmm. I when I've done them, it's that's the one thing that I've always had to cut people off of. Like this isn't sex for me. Like right. it's not. So you have to be very direct and and stick your guns. And if they don't like it. That's not the person for you. And some people try to, you know, because of their loneliness, they try to play into, you know, what pe- what they think people want. Because you will find the same people that, that are ignorant on the street. They're the same people that are going to log on to these apps and use them. So you, you're, it's a gamble. I, You know, people are just as crazy in person as they are in line. At least you have the, the anonymity and the space between you. But I'll say this. Don't laugh because on Christian Meats, I did put on there just straight off. I'm looking for a nut. Because I heard that you could find more freaks on there, and my God, that was an understatement. Yeah. Or Christian mingle, whatever. Christian was, mingle. Christians get horny too. Was popping off, and all you had to do is like put in, "I'm looking right now," and then you get a whole bunch of but come dick it down. It's the directness, and that's that's sometimes you, what you have to often look for the honesty. Like you got to look for people who are being that direct because they're telling you who they are. It's the ones that are just playing the game with you that you get you may get caught up in. And you like, damn, like this, like what you crazy as fuck. And I've had plenty on that, and I've heard some good things about plenty of fish, but the the things that I've heard about it, other stuff, like it's just people they prey on people on there, like they know you in the house by yourself, or you because you're telling them all your information, and they can tell that if you on here at midnight, then you looking for something, like you're missing something. <laughs> so they try to be those things and get it. Brianna says she looked her husband up on K-Search. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she said, church yours, yes, they have no gender. Yeah. Well, but I feel like it's foolish for you to go and meet an absolute and total stranger at their place, at their apartment. Yeah, yeah it's a setup. You said, yeah. I, I, when I, when I, if I'm going to do some shit like that, 
you know, it's like you gotta you gotta think like, okay, most likely if you're gonna meet up with somebody that's strange, you wanna meet up with them somewhere that's public. So in case this mm. mother is crazy, you can get out of there or make a scene or whatever, whatever. Why would yeah. you take yourself to somebody's house you've never fucking met? And then you get there, and then they got a whole damn like. What did you expect? For your, what did you expect for them to want if you're coming to their house, even in the middle of the day? Like I had, I used to have a spot where I would meet dates, and it was Mount Vernon Stable. You know when you, you know when you're in the basement, the little alcove area. That's where. So if you see somebody back there, that's what they they probably on a, a social, social yeah. media. But that's where I used to meet people because it was public. And I felt safe and comfortable, but it's it's still like it's weird. I, I've always been a little nervous, well, a lot nervous meeting people. I'm, I'm nervous meeting people. Fuck that! I I meet on the street. They be just as crazy. Yeah, but I mean, at least on it when you meet them in person, you know, you can feel people's energy and mm-hmm. and feel like okay, you know, something right with this person artists. before you even go into having this whole dialect with them and talking and all that shit. So it's like, if you meet them on the street and you getting the signs or the feeling off the break, not to mess with this person, you have that option to say, okay, this person ain't for me and walk away. Right. Online, you can sit there and talk to them. They can tell you all the stuff you want to hear. And then you, you know, you finally meet them in person and they fucking psychotic. (laughs) <laughs> Eddie Munster and shit. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I've been in a relationship now for three years and I met her on Tinder. Mm. And what's funny is, is that uh, I joined Tinder as a joke. <laughs> and gotcha. I being cool. But mm-hmm. um, speaking of Brianna, it was her husband who convinced me to go out on a date with her because I was like, I ain't going out with no motherfucking crazy person on Tinder. I'm tired of this dating app shit. Mm-hmm. Now, three years later, here I am. But um, <laughs> oh, all women in Baltimore look up any dude they're trying to date on K search. Uh, I mean, I, I think try to find them on social media. And, and in today's world, it's only a small group of people who don't have social media, who are not psychotic, who just that's not their thing. But most people now at least have a Facebook or Instagram or something. And if they don't, I'm normally leery of that. Because what you hiding? Like, what what are you hiding? What you I'm trying leery to hide? people who have moment? Facebook pages with no picture. Yeah. Well, yeah. normally, well, normally they're senior citizens. Fuck you that's on Facebook your, and you ain't got no picture. <laughs> that's normally your grandmother or your auntie at first. But if they keep a, a no profile up there or they got like a weird spelling to their name yeah and you gotta nigga you you married you married mm-hmm. married, you married ass nigga. like i had this dude talking about he was the um the ambassador of dubai some crazy shit a print no he said he's a prince a prince of in dubai mm-hmm. i guess he said that shit like i was gonna be like oh my god it's a real prince and you know this and the other and then when I didn't feed into the shit, he never contacted me again. I was like, Oh, he was giving to get your whole bank account. Yeah, hey, the fuck out of here. Right. <laughs> he was he was he was like I've they have that that has increased on social media. Like you'll find a person that wants to be a sugar daddy that'd be like, Well, just give me your bank information and now, you know, I'll, I'll send the money over now. Fuck no. I'll send you money, I'll put you on my uh my car sheet, like sugary and yeah. First of all, like some, I, I blame, and I know you know you got some desperate people out here, but I kind of blame people like the show Catfish. 
like you see the signs before it gets to the point yes. of, of yes so my thing is you got to be a pretty desperate low self-esteem having ass person for you oh, to yes. accept people will do accept a lot because they are lonely yeah. or and yeah or naive lonely yeah, people lonely. naive together and throwing a little bit of gullible that's why it's very important, I, and I, I say this to a lot of the parents that I have when I see those traits in children, like, it's very important that you instill your children with common sense, so they do question stuff when it doesn't sound accurate, because a lot of our children online are falling for these. There's an article I just read on my show um, with um, Wayne Brady. His daughter was being kind of wooed in by a gentleman, an older gentleman. Yeah, online. yeah. And you was he posing as a younger person? Uh, it wasn't, well, Wayne Brady knew he was older from as soon as he got wind of the conversation. So, I mean, some of them aren't even posing anymore. They just don't. Oh, man. Well, see, that's they like don't. Chris Hansen and shit. With them goddamn people trying to go see them kids and shit tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Oh, my parents won't be home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they look plum, look plum dumb. I ain't said that shit. I mean, them motherfuckers right. looking plum dumb when Chris. Chris Hansen they coming at me. They want to go see a child oh, like that. Man. Don't let that motherfucker be at the door. Man. <laughs> Wait a minute. So speaking of child molesters, y'all. Did y'all? Did any of you see oh, Borat? Now that transition didn't throw y'all off. <laughs> what? Oh. But that was that was still an easy. That was still a little. Nah, you know. He was going to topic a little bit. <laughs> yes. Like okay, so. No, but did, did, did anybody see the new Borat? I've heard about it with uh, Julie. Yeah, well, Rudy Giuliani put himself out there to be a victim of Chris Hansen's setup game. Was he a victim or was he a predator who got caught? A little bit of both. Mm -hmm. Well, Borat, of course, is doing the movie. Rudy Giuliani thinks that this young lady playing a 15-year-old girl is supposed to be a journalist. Mm -hmm. She walks him into a bedroom. She starts taking off his clothes and he's very complicit. Like he lays back and all of that. And it's my understanding that the scene was edited, but the the length that it got to was Mm -hmm. like, yo, you should be arrested. In real life, you just showed yourself to be a whole fucking child molester, Mm -hmm. a whole child molester. Wait a minute. So he got an actual person that, that didn't know what was happening to do this? No, it was it part of his, yeah, part of his movies is he sets up these fake scenarios with real people and you, you become ever a seen part bad of grandpa? Yeah. Okay, so think of it as bad grandpa, but like on an international level. Right, right. And and Rudy Giuliani happened to be the, the, the stooge in this yeah. one and he fell for it. And I think that, you know, had they not edited, we'd have seen some really and he, his part his, his team is his team is claiming that he was trying to uh get the mic out of him. And then as Sir, he was I saw the it. mic, right. That's but that's what it. that's what he was that's what he's claiming. He was just trying to get his mic off. And he leaned back. He so was, like, yeah, he was trying to get his mic off, all right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he let that little girl unbutton his pants. He let her go down and pull up the mic pack. He, like, lays back and all that. When he go see Barbara Walters, he ain't letting Barbara Walters lay him back like that. Well, I mean, I'm just it. shocked that, I, I'm shocked that nothing has happened to Borat after all these movies he's done like this. Like, I'm, I'm just very shocked that nothing, and He's a lawyer, so you don't sue him or but 
But I, I mean, at the same it's time, not- I mean, they can say that it that it's um you know that these are unsuspecting people. And they are because they don't necessarily have to be. You know what I'm yeah, saying? It's like not it's entrapment. No, it's, like if you see it, you'll you'll understand what I'm talking about. So I didn't know I didn't know that it was out already though. So it, the movie's out. Mm-hmm. It's on Prime, isn't it? Yeah, it's on Prime. It's not that long. It's it's textbook Borat. Yeah, but this is not his look, first movie like this. I think this is right. number three, or I think yeah. well, he said all of his characters basically look to expose, you know, yeah. certain norms, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think his speech that he did recently really helped for people who didn't understand what he was doing. Mm-hmm. He really went into the fact that there's a lot of shit that has been normalized that just needs to be uncovered. Right. I think this this film that just came out is more deliberate than the other ones were. He was oh, yeah. I, I believe so as well. Yeah. Like oh, he, I yeah. think he set out to actually uncover some of the, like you said, the social norms that we have in this country and, and trying to break them apart. But it's it was it's, more geared toward Republicans, though. I will yeah, say that. Yeah, yeah. But I, in, in his interviews, I think this was purposely done like this this time. And Drew, I, I wanted him to get, oh, why couldn't he get Trump? Like, I just need him to get Trump or all his children, like somebody. This, <laughs> he did. Because I'm Democrat. He did go to pushing. a Trump rally. You got to watch the movie. I'm not going to give yeah. it away. Watch it. Mm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to watch it. It's on Prime. I'm gonna watch it tonight. But yeah, any more questions? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> you say who's next? Talked <laughs> about ass and history and <laughs> toe sucking, right? Ass licking. Right. So we, we keep it all together here at the Cocktail Social. Mm. I said, if you had to pick an animal to fuck, which one would it be? <laughs> Negative. That would have been Blue's question. If you had, to I was about to say that. <laughs> you had a fucking animal. What animal would it be? Negative. Definitely a Blue question. That's gonna be on next week. <laughs> coming next week. So right now, I guess the biggest thing in the black uh, news coming off of the whole Ice Cube and Little Wayne debacle is mm. the fact that there is a couple who was denied entry. It, dude, shake your head again, because that's how I feel about it. But there was a couple in Buckhead's area of Atlanta that was denied entry into an uni sushi um, restaurant. Okay. Okay. Was some all white Air Force Ones, and they wouldn't let him in because of that. Uh, but through the video that his attorney wife was taking, there was a white woman who was at the bar who was in some tennis shoes. And so they were asking repeatedly why. Um, one of the things that one of the Asian... Um, Mm-hmm. Uh, workers said was that you know we're all minorities you know calm down while the Iranian owner of the restaurant which all of this is hilarious <laughs> you got this Iranian guy who like a black man, white man, Chinese restaurant. man joke. <laughs> right oh, the Iranian guy has basically he is literally like they, they're about to fight out front because he says that he shouldn't be in there because he has on white tennis shoes um, what, what's the name of the restaurant that was here? I can't remember the name of it. Uzo. Uh, Uzo Bay and Harbor East where they wouldn't let the little boy in yeah, because yeah. he had on... Now, maybe they all have something against Nike because this little boy had on Nike, a whole Nike little outfit and the little white boy had on Adidas just like the little white girl had on Adidas tennis shoes. I don't know. Right. But if you are a black male in Baltimore City, then I know that every one of us is aware of the places that we have not been able to get in. 
Really? Power Plant Live, I only reason the first time I got into Power Plant Live was because I went with my biracial homegirl who they thought was white. Mm. Uh, I cannot get into several clubs that I've we've been in front of. Mm-hmm. They like, nope, you can't come in. Yep. And I'm like, and it's always a different reason. One time I had on a fucking polo, some khakis, and some some damn near dress shoes. Yeah. And they said that the shoes were not safe, so they couldn't let me in. Mm-hmm. That that so, is something that is not safe. Even they got today, knives in the soul or some shit. Like the fuck. He might he <laughs> might slip and bust his head open or something. Or oh, he had on some earls. <laughs> no, they weren't earls though. They weren't earls. <laughs> But that I've had that experience in some Fells Point in the Fells Point area as well and Federal Hill. So most, it, it does most definitely Fells Point. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Yep. I mean that we I that just happened with the whole uh the bike boys, the dirt bike boys. Now we've all been in Fells Point and seen um, like the motorcycle, the motorcycle. white guys with the group of them. But soon as the the dirt bike boys went down there, it became uh, uh like a mass news article. Our customers aren't safe, right? And I was like, <laughs> I know I've been down there several times when all these white men come down there in their motorcycle groups. So what is the difference? Because these are little young black boys, and it, it but really- you know that that's what the difference is. Mm -hmm. right so and this is a point that i wanted to make earlier like as much as they try to make us seem inferior they they how can i put it like they think that we are superhuman at the same damn time Mm -hmm. well i mean because it's like it's a it's a it's a uh, well they think we're animals they think we're animals well you gotta look at our genetic makeup our genetic makeup we are naturally stronger faster beings Mm -hmm. so if if you know you already fearful because it's like okay genetically you're inferior i mean i I hate to put it like that but it's like genetically i don't even want to go in on that genetically inferior thing too much because the fact is that they'll shoot you and think you won't die but we will take a bullet and we will die just like i mean i'm just saying that's what i'm talking about genetically we're stronger faster this and the other so if you know that it's like going up against a fucking bear you know a fucking bear is stronger and faster and strong you know than you are so it so you're automatically going to fear that 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 you, you feel like it's your but it's 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 so great. Say your thought. Hold on, Karen was trying to get a thought out for a minute. No, I was just saying, like I, I just think it's bullshit. Like that whole thing, like like we're bigger, mm-hmm. stronger, faster is the reason why we don't get treated in hospitals the way that other people. Well, they don't treated. think we like, they are actually, they feel like you they got- actually believe that our skin is thicker. They mm-hmm. actually believe that our threshold for pain is higher. Yeah, and so whether we are genetically superior or not. They try to make well. They succeeded in making us think that we are inferior, but at the same time, they almost deify us in how they right. look at us. And that, you know, I just think it's a crazy in the whole medical world thing. I, I, because I don't. It was. It's only been recently since I've gone to the emergency room or was ever checked checked into a hospital. And I just remember going to the dentist last week, and <laughs> and I was in pain because of the procedures that I'm having. And I told them like how much pain I was in, and she totally dismissed what I was saying. And I was like, I need, I, I can't keep taking a leave. Like because that. now they think that you are drug, drug seeking. seeking. Mm-hmm. Because you got to remember the narrative that's been fed. Mm-hmm. You know, all we want is drugs and fighting right. and killing, stealing, this, that, and the other. So, really? so it all feeds into 
Yeah, you know, I don't even think it's on that, and I think that they only care now about giving out drugs because white people been overdosing left and right. Because I was about to say, because the 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 reality of it, if you look at it, yeah, their reality is on our city streets. Like now, the whole homeless in the middle of the street, all of them are white. Why? Because they came out from the suburbs to find Baltimore's finest heroin, and now they stuck. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they lost their now, way back. Now they it. stuck. Oh, and now, well, but now it is a problem that everyone wants to work together to fix. Well, yeah, because when they because when they dumped heroin into the black neighborhoods or the so-called black neighborhoods, when they dumped it in those neighborhoods, the, the intent was for us to be strung out and this and the other. When it started hitting their doorstep, now all of a sudden yeah. it's, it's, you know, we got to problem. We can't, we, yeah. you know, now they were sending our people to jail for being a drug addict. Yeah. Instead of getting them mental help or whatever the hell, or sending them to a, a um, rehab center or whatever, but now that it's hit their doorstep, now they want to look at it. Well, let's decriminalize. You know, if they if they are on drugs, then you know we should set it up where they go to rehab centers and stuff like that. Because the the shit didn't hit their doorstep. Yeah, it's it mean it's nothing but treatment centers around here, and you're starting to see. As y'all saying, you're starting to see more white people in these areas. Like for me to be at Penn North and see a handful of white people, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, it's like seeing a fucking unicorn. Right. But <laughs> it's it just, <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, I'm I don't at one time I didn't know what an addict looked like. Like mm -hmm. you know, a, a typical addict, one that is functional. But it but just seeing these people pop up in our areas like that, it just was off to me. But yeah, I'm definitely seeing it in this area because they just. It's yeah, I want to live up to my name and be like, "Hello, I think there's a drug deal going on." Karen, Pennsylvania Avenue, and there's a white woman. Like, I feel like I want to be that petty. <laughs> right in, right in the car, just from the car. Like she's just right. keep circling the block. Right. She looks like she's under the influence of some type of drug. Uh -huh. I just really want to get her help. <laughs> just to know someone, I, I feel threatened. Oh, I feel threatened. Oh. I don't feel safe. Mm. I fear for my life. Mm -hmm. mm -mm. But you can't tell her what race she is because then they're not. She's problem. looking at me. She's looking at me right now. Oh my God. She's looking at me. Oh. Please send someone immediately. Oh my God. She's attacking me now. She's taking pictures. All right, y'all. Well, we are coming towards the end of our time, but yeah. before we move on, we have a very important week coming up. Um, mm -hmm. You know, this whole uh, election process, and you know, for me, no matter what happens, it is my goal to make sure that all of my people are good. Yes. It is my sincere hope that it does go in the way that it needs to. Uh, one of my favorite memes is, is that an election, this is not a Valentine's. You're not giving it to the person that you love. You're giving it to the person that you can actually get some work done with. Right, right, um, right. So while I will say for everyone to go out and vote your choice, my choice is very clearly Biden-Harris. That is who I am voting for. Um, Seems to be dressed up. Uh, <laughs> I do recommend that everybody else go out and do vote your choice and do what, do what is good for you. Do what's going to work for you. That's what works for fucking me. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> Just get out and vote. Just vote, please. Do Just... it. 
And then what please, how I feel about even not just your presidential election, but your local mm-hmm. elections. Yeah. Yeah. The local Senate, is more all of that is happening right now. And this is one of those historical moments um, that we all have read about in history. No matter how you mm-hmm. feel about history, you know, this is shit that has happened. And uh, we are cycling through this shit again. And this is when we have to say who we are. Um, you know, I am a black American. So I have to look out for what the fuck happens in America because it will directly affect me. Mm-hmm. I cannot just sit out. So, uh, yeah. But, you know, again, I'm letting these people who vote in who want to get your vote suppressed or people who are voting for their pockets instead of their communities. Don't let them yeah. deter you or distract you from doing what you are civically responsible for doing. Yeah. Don't be deterred by rappers who haven't been poor since the 80s. Oh, God. Talk about I mean, it. Well, or that, or that um, you are keeping rich. So they are going to follow behind Trump because that is who they want because he's mm-hmm. all about keeping the rich rich. He don't give a fuck about them. He gives a fuck about their money though. Mm-hmm. But you're going to listen to these cats who literally have not been poor since Reagan was in office yep. to tell you what to do. You're yeah. not their best. Before they was getting rich that way, they were selling your mama drugs. So get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Wow. They don't give a shit about your community. <laughs> Every time you turn around, you Message. see the same motherfuckers are the ones that fucking uh they beating up their wives and shit. Or Ooh. they talk about generational wealth, but they don't want to pass any of the money down to their children to help uh-huh. them get a fucking leg up. Fuck these niggas. You need to move on from them and everybody that's 50 years old still listen to them, grow the fuck up. Yeah. Hmm. That's my PSA. <laughs> Bye, Ice Cube. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not the only one. He's, he's not, not he's especially not. considering this platinum plan. The uh, Congressional Black Caucus had a plan that was literally similar to this, but better. That was created by a group of black women, and it would have mm-hmm. been amazing for him to partner with them. Right, you get that put across. All I can the say about the whole situation work. is do some more research because it's a lot of it's it's a lot of shit that it's it's reasons why. Um, you know, a lot of the shit that we request don't get answered. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's like, it's, it's, we looking at it on a black and white scale type thing, but it's, it's deeper than that. Mm-hmm. I'm not and to those into- who are interested, y'all, I'm sorry to interrupt because we got to go. There's going to be live electric co- election coverage on Talk Lately. That's another show here on BeExposedRadio.com. It's coming this right. Tuesday at 7 p.m. Don't miss it. So definitely please join Be Exposed Radio to find this election. Uh, from Nate Kaiser, Mizell, and Miss K, as well as Cable. Um, I am Jonathan Gilmore. We are all re- still representing our Miss Kitty Couture Blues and Fiend Shaker. And uh, this is Be Exposed Radio with the Cocktail Social. Thank y'all so much for having us and joining us. Eat more booty. Bye. <laughs> so guess what? I just finished uh, Love Crash Country. Yeah, I'm just finished it too. I just finished. It was amazing. What you think? Wasn't it great? I love it. I love it. I can't wait till next season.